Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. This is going to be a mind-blowing session, and I'm picking on your mind in particular because today you are going to learn all about MK Ultra mind control, and here's something shocking right off the bat. They've done it to you. Maybe not to the extent that Kathy's going to talk about in her experience, but believe me, they have done it to you through the mass media. They have done it. They've done it to your kids through the school curriculums all kinds of stuff. And of course, today I'm joined with, as always, by Jesse Zaboder, Illuminati, Illuminati Survival, uh, also called a whistleblower, and Kathy O'Brien, one of the biggest voices out there. In fact, for the two of you, I'm going to say you're not whistleblowers, you're train horns, because you both have had huge, impactful voices. Kathy has actually gone in front of Congress, and you're going to notice a recurring theme that a lot of stuff is blocked out and censored due to national security. Huh, they cover up their own trail. That's what it's about. Jesse, good morning to you, and Kathy, welcome to Right On Radio. Good morning, thank you. Yes. So, Kathy, I guess it's just always good to start at the beginning, um, and we don't need to get too, by the way, we're, we're unafraid. We can go into as much detail as you want, but uh, I don't think the relevance to go into too much detail about some of the stuff, but it started out with you as, a, as an infant, essentially, with your father. Could we start there and just work our way up? Um, yes, mind control is a sliding scale. And it affects people on different levels and in different ways from the kind of robotic MK Ultra mind control that I experienced to information control. That is a form of mind control. What um, the whole world is experiencing with this COVID um, mind control masked as a virus situation that we're all in. Everybody is affected by mind control in some capacity or another because mine was so extreme. It gives me deep insight into how it's being used on society. And it's encouraging to know that any level of trauma, abuse, or mind control can be healed from. It is within us all to heal, to reclaim our free thought, our inner peace, our strength of spirit. And that's what's needed today more than ever. And truth is ultimately what makes us free. And knowing our own truth is crucial. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have survived three decades of strategic MK Ultra mind control. I was born into it as you were saying, um, as a multi-generational incest-based child. Since the CIA and the Jesuits were combining information on the effects of trauma on the human mind to create a more powerful form of mind control of the masses, they took the Nazi and fascist scientists and they, their information that was brought over on Project Paperclip and rolled it all together into a very powerful form of mind control that's very systematic. And that's the MK Ultra mind control. Since I had been born into a multi-generational incest-based family, which was in the realm of the Hitler-Himmler research, they knew that I would be a prime candidate or a, a chosen one for mind control. Because of the sexual abuse that I endured, even as an infant, my mind developed compartmentalization that created a heightened suggestibility and was why I was used in, in mind control. Now, I was just an infant. There was no way I could know that what my father was doing to me, the sexual abuse that I was enduring, was wrong. I couldn't make that kind of a judgment. So it doesn't work that way. Our brains automatically respond to trauma the same way. They respond to that trauma by sectioning, actually shutting down neuron pathways around that trauma so the rest of the mind can function normally. It's a little safety mechanism that we all have in our brains. This information has been suppressed, as you were saying, for so-called reasons of national security. 
so that a handful of criminals hell-bent on implementing what Adolf Hitler and George Bush termed the New World Order could be using it to control minds rather than have people be empowered by the knowledge on how our brains respond to trauma. Knowledge is our defense against mind control. And it is imperative that this knowledge reach people so that they can understand that when trauma occurs, whether it's COVID masked as a virus, whether it's violence on our streets, whether it's something like the Kennedy assassination, what happened 911, or what happened to an infant like me being sexually abused by a perverse um, father or, or any other pedophilic abuser. The brains respond to trauma the same way. When we understand that, we can safeguard, consciously safeguard our brains against the heightened suggestibility that ultimately follows. The New World Order gained a strong hold at, in the wake of the Kennedy assassination because that was a trauma of the whole nation. So with the media putting out the information, telling people what to do, then that they were all, they had their heightened suggestibility and that allowed for a lot of control to take over right there. In my particular case, since I had been sexually abused, my father was do, making child pornography of me when I was very young and sending it through the US mails. The criminal faction of our government involved in MK Ultra mind control included one local politician by the name of Gerald Ford. It's the same Gerald Ford that went on to become president of the United States. So as his career escalated, so too did my victimization until I was used as a presidential model working on a White House Pentagon level during the Reagan Bush administrations. So right there deep in the swamp, I got quite a view into how mind control was being used on all of society to create the kind of robotic society that was foreseen in the new world order plan from the get-go. And um, it gave me a lot of insight into exactly what we're seeing happening today. And once you become aware of mind control and how it works, then you start seeing it around. Awareness is our first step towards positive necessary change. And that is when we can start making a significant difference in our society to stop this horrible injustice, to stop the violence on our streets, to stop the mind manipulation that's going on. I know from experience under MK Ultra Mind Control that any form of mind control disrupts life's purpose. There's no capacity to think free. Because of that heightened suggestibility, we're easily led. The subconscious has no ability to uh, consciously reason, to question, to critically analyze. That's why we're seeing so much illogic in our society today. That's what mind control looks like. There's no logic happening right now. We need to get that back. And it comes with free thought. And fortunately, if I can heal from my experience, anybody can heal from any level of trauma. And it's encouraging to see that people are finally waking up to um, reclaim um, self-control. Kathy, if I can interrupt, I want to kind of go back to, you know, you, you said something that was very important that, you know, kind of bypasses my story as well. Um, but I want to bring out for the reality of people, um, you know, what was going on with children within our government. And so you brought out several uh, presidential names, and I've done that as well as in my testimony, uh, particularly Reagan. Um, you know, with my story, um, he was there at, uh, we'll call him, <clears throat> you know, weapons sales uh, displays where, you know, they were displaying children as weapons before the nations and the nations were bidding on kids for their spiritual gifts and their abilities. Um, so I kind of want to speak to that just a little bit. Um, you brought up the term that you were presidential model. Can you explain to people what that meant for you? What, what I just that said I was used on uh, a White House level because 
of the compartmentalization that occurred in my brain from the sexual abuse of infancy and then from being prostituted um, and trafficked. Uh, it wasn't called trafficking back then, but nevertheless, trafficking was in place. And my father received immunity from prosecution for selling me into the project. This was back in the early 60s, and it was already in place where national security could be invoked on a case and stop any form of justice from occurring. So our justice system was already being corrupted by the use of um, not only national security, but especially where any kind of mind control was being used. Um, this allowed for me to be taken to various NASA and military installations for sophisticated mind control programming, which put me in the swamp in Wash DC to have to carry out criminal covert operations, black, op black ops that were going on where um, our border was opened up to drugs and trafficking across our border. There were so many uh, people that were complicit and were involved. Reagan was definitely involved in my circumstance as well. However, um, it was George Bush Sr. who was in control of everything during the Reagan administration. Him and Bill Clinton had it all planned back then for how the structure of the New World Order would be set up, that to keep it in the Bush-Clinton dynasties. And Hillary Clinton was supposed to have been the final straw, was supposed to usher in the, the New World Order completely 2016. That didn't happen. It didn't work that way. So um, when the voice of the people had reached critical mass and we overwhelmed the electronic voting machines that have been rigging elections and putting these um, same perpetrators in place for decades now, when, when that happened, we ended up with a president that we the people elected to represent us rather than the new world order. Because this new world order that we're experiencing today is nothing new. It's been going on behind the scene my whole life. And George Bush Sr. was so hell bent on pushing that through that he was um, the power behind the scene for, for decades, for many, many administrations, including his own. But him and Dick Cheney and, and Bill Clinton, they were all real high up in it. Reagan apparently had some of his own ideals that he was going to be putting in. So the assassination attempt on him that happened um, in, in 81, so early on, um, rendered him highly suggestible. Because again, it's the way trauma affects the brain. It's how the brain responds to that trauma, with or without us, you know, it's, it's how it's going to respond. And so it compartmentalizes the memory and it heightens suggestibility on a conscious level. And in his case, he lost some of his free thought, free will um, with that assassination attempt. George Bush Sr. took over his administration, took over um, and, and, and exerted undue influence over Reagan so that while Reagan had, I, who knows what he would have done if he had been free to think for himself. That, that makes all the difference. But there were so many um, arms deals going on. There was so much drug running going on. There was so much criminal activity with Iran-Contra. There was so much criminal activity going on in white slavery operations. And what gets me most on the Reagan administration is I, I just, I wonder if he would allowed for global education to be brought into our school systems had he been consciously in control of his administration and made those choices himself. Because ultimately, that was when our nation took an extreme, um, that where we were taken over on an extreme level through carefully conditioning the minds of the children for generations now that went in through Global Ed Common Core. And we're seeing the results of that on our streets today. They are marching to new world orders. They have no idea what 
personal or national sovereignty means. They have no idea what the true history of the United States is about because it was rewritten in the history books very deliberately. Because when the knowledge base is controlled, the information and how it's utilized is, is of course controlled. We all formulate our thoughts, opinions, and ultimately our actions based on what we know. And we need to know that our knowledge base has been deliberately altered through the educational system for three generations, as well as through controlled media. So Kathy, the media has been taken over. You said so over much, and I, and I, wanna, I don't want to pass by some really important points that, uh, that I, you know, in preparation for this, I've, I've watched several of your videos and things like that. And there's some things that have come out that weren't necessarily followed up on. And one of the things is, you know, when with torture and trauma, it isn't like when they say that they're torturing someone to get information out, it really is right. information in. But you said something really key in an interview from uh, 2017 that I watched. And with MK Ultra victims, they use your mind to hide their secrets. Can you yes. tell us about that? And you were at a presidential and you know high Pentagon level. What kind of secrets are they hiding in victims' minds? Well, as I had mentioned, that the, the brain actually compartmentalizes the event so the rest of the mind can function normally as though nothing had happened. It's a, a, a safety mechanism within our brain. Well, when the neuron pathways of the brain shut down around that trauma, then there can be programming put in on top of it where um, and it would be a message to and from various government leaders. Um, these are detailed in my testimony, Transformation of America. Much of what I was being used for, for the groundwork of NAFTA and for implementing the new world order, keeping secrets on even things like, um, like AIDS being, being used on society because that was a, a bioweapon, um, just like COVID, only on a much more, I, I think, more extreme uh, scale. But nevertheless, um, there's so much information that I was exposed to, deliberately programmed with. And then when trauma occurs, the brain photographically records events surrounding that trauma. So there is also that aspect in the function of our brains. It's like most people know exactly where they were and what they were doing when the Kennedy assassination occurred, if they're old, old enough to remember that that far, or when 911 happened, or, you know, whatever trauma they experienced, it's like you get all the photographic effects around it. This was well known by people in MKUltra, and they utilized these aspects of the brain and the brain function so that um, certain criminal covert operations could be carried out without me being able to think to tell other people what was going on. It could only be deliberately um, triggered to open. So the, um, the secrecy and the compartmentalization was systematically utilized. It's also used in um, intelligence operations. It's used um, on and by the US military, which is also why national security uh, surrounds it. But um, there are so many aspects of how our brains respond to that trauma. And it's just something that they utilized. Mm. So when, and I know Jesse wants to jump in, but so they would hide their secrets in you and they would use yes. some event to trigger it. And they were using you to assist in these covert operations, probably bringing weapons or humans or drugs across the border, the, the, the Clinton cartel, essentially. Yes, yes. And national security would be invoked on it. So nothing was ever done. Um, when Mark Phillips rescued me and um, which is it, it's so amazing that I even survived my ordeal, but then to be able to reclaim my mind because Mark was an intelligence insider on the highest levels of government um, mind sciences and knew the effects of trauma on the human mind, was appalled at the way criminal faction of 
our government was using it to control individuals like myself and the population as a whole. He was so disgusted with that that he took action. Um, the, the pedophilia, the human trafficking, it was just an outrage to him. So he rescued me right out of that victimization and handed me the keys to my own mind so that I could um, open those neuron pathways back uh, by writing out the trauma. How that happens is the very act of moving a pen requires the logic part of the brain. So it takes that compartmentalized horrible trauma and shifts it over to logic to be written out. And then once it's on a piece of paper, it's also consciously visually seen. And this is starting to heal the brain on all levels and bringing that repressed compartmentalized memory to conscious awareness where it can be dealt with and healing can occur. Well, as quickly as I had healed, we began speaking out because we needed to help my daughter who had been trafficked and was being horribly abused within a corrupted mental health and so-called justice system. And as Mark and I were speaking out, we spoke out to uh, many border guards, to um, the secret, to the um, US Customs in particular, were so disgusted that every time they made a bust of the, the, the arms, the human trafficking, the drugs coming across our border, that it was all covered up for reasons of national security. The, US, the head of US Customs, William Von Robb, finally resigned in disgust, openly stating all this to anybody who could hear through controlled media even then, that, um, that national security was covering up these, these horrible crimes against humanity. So we had two things going on. One, when somebody like me was was seen in any way, there was nothing I could say, nothing I could think to say, because I could only do exactly what I was programmed to do. I could only say exactly what I was programmed to parrot. I couldn't think beyond that. So that's one way the secrecy went, come at it from the other end with a corrupted system. This has been going on for, for decades now. And that's why Things are what looks so new now has been the groundwork for it has been going on for a long time. It's detailed in my book, Access Denied for Reasons in National Security, as well as in my testimony, Transformation of America. And um, this information has been suppressed under national security. But nevertheless, there's always a way to say what needs to be said. And I know you know that with what you're doing, you can always find a way to get the information out there and tell the truth and blow the whistle on what has been going on behind the scene. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you bring that out, that <clears throat> the suppression isn't just that they keep us from our thoughts, but they, they also keep us from accessing, you know, those, those traumas, they keep us from emotionally connecting to them, processing those emotions. Um, you know, could you speak to that a little bit on how did that, you know, look for you as you were beginning to deal with these things, as you began to write, did that come back where you were able to think through and feel some of those emotions that went with those traumas? I didn't have a lot of feeling. My mind control was very structured. So it wasn't about um, feeling. I couldn't think to um, have an emotional re response. Instead, I would just have that brain reaction, the most horrible thing that ever, ever happened. For all the tortures and traumas that I endured, nothing was more traumatic than knowing my daughter was being abused and not being able to stop it. I couldn't think to stop her abuse any more than I could think to um, save myself. That all that, all that was was lost. Um, so I didn't really have as so much um, feeling to deal with. Although once I began writing it out, I was so outraged at what had been done what I had been used for, what was being done to humanity, what had been done to my daughter I was so outraged that I found that I was only drowning in my tears. Negativity can be immobilizing. So I had to find another direction 
for that. And Mark had told me that the, the, the best revenge would be to heal and just be strong and be able to turn every negative that I experienced into a brighter positive to be able to stop what's, what's happening to humanity, to be able to bring the reality of mind control to light because knowledge is our defense against it. So I, I turned it and I decided to take all that negativity and turn it into a positive that could impact and help others. So I turned it around in that regard, but I didn't have the memory start flashing until I was safe. I had the compartmentalization was just so structured and I had so many um, various compartments in my brain that had been used on um, the various operations that, that I was used in that I couldn't think to bring to mind. But just as those developed automatically and autogenically by my brain when the trauma occurred, you know, like I said, back in infancy, it's not that I knew what my father was doing was wrong. My brain did, though, and it so it sectioned it off and shut those neuron pathways down. Well, likewise, after Mark rescued me, I was safe for the first time in my life. And it was so new to me. I thought I died and gone to heaven or something. I thought, you know, something, I just, I couldn't believe that, that there was a place in the planet where people didn't hurt each other. But I did find that out. I did learn that good people are by far the, the, the vast majority of people, but it took a while to get to that point. But first I had to learn to trust enough to be able to deal with those flashes that started in my brain. Because once I was safe, those neuron pathways weren't, didn't like just fully open up. They would just like crack open a little bit and it would just flash a little bit of a memory, a little bit of a memory. And I'd make a note of what that flash was and started writing them down. And then I'd, I wrote it out later. And as I wrote it out, then it fully opened up and I gained access to my my, my full brain again. But the way to heal using that method um, is in, in PTSD Time to Heal as written from my healing perspective. And um, I'm thrilled to know that it's, it's helping so many people. It's even a number one self-help, best-selling self-help book on Amazon right now. I'm so, I'm so thrilled with that. Not because of the the, um, the Amazon part, but just because it's reaching enough people to have, um, to have done that. That's just wonderful. It's posted on my website, um, as an ebook with a, um, uh, pay what you can, if you can option. So everybody can have it right now when they need it most. And let me, regardless. let me give out your website as well, oh, Kathy. Income. It's trance, T-R-A-N-C-E, as in being in a trance, hyphen formation.com and there's a wealth of information all of your books are on there so again trance hyphen or dash uh, formation.com please go there please support this read the books and help your neighbors because listen there's a lot of people who are asleep right now and even them writing out some stuff might help and Kathy you also said uh, just a quick little thing because it does it there's you know, we're talking about healing, but you've also said wearing a watch. So for a U.S. veteran, putting on a watch will help also get past PTSD. Absolutely. It's the first thing Mark did was strap a, a watch on my wrist and told me to watch my watch, monitor time, because a uh, concept of time is a concept of awareness and staying consciously aware is crucial in the, the healing process. So um, under MK Ultra Mind Control, I had no concept of time because with compartmentalization, there's no continuity of thought. With no continuity of thought, there's no ability to keep up with time or monitor time. And when Mark first rescued me, I didn't, I had no idea what year it was. I had no idea um, how old I was. And I was completely amnesic and he would repetition, like what we are being bombarded with these days through controlled media 
repetition um, affects the subconscious. And I was operating on a total subconscious level. So he was continuously asking me, well, where have you been the, the last 10 years? And I, I had no idea. I had no, no, no idea at all. And then he asked me um, how old I was. And I told him 24 because I was kind of locked into that particular age. And finally, he had me look at my driver's license and I saw that I was actually 30. And so that was like a, a you know, the, the way time can wake up the, the mind is really, really important. It helped me so much to realize that I had been missing time. So by wearing a watch, it also helps to stay consciously aware, to not be missing time, to not go back into dissociative attitudes. And um, when, when traumatic things happen today, like as soon as COVID hit, I knew that it was mind control of the masses. And so I, I paid conscious attention to what was going on. And was able to, I still write poetry a lot, you know, to, because of the move in the pen part. So I'm still writing, which is really important. But when I saw the violence and the injustice and the horrors going on, I didn't want to just go back into the old way and just, you know, zone out on it. I wanted to stay consciously present so I could positive, positively affect it. So I would write, um, I would write something out what was horrible and, and then I would write the solution and I spell solution S-O-U-L, solution, because those solutions are really important. That exercises the brain in another direction so that you're not just stuck in a negative rut. Again, negativity is immobilized and you got to move on out of that into a positive direction in order to, um, to be able to move forward. So I would, I would write out those solutions and, and just stay focused that way. If people were doing that today and just applying that one simple thing when they're so horrified and traumatized with what's going on, what is it that's traumatizing them? What is a solution? It's the same thing like with what's happened with the global education common core system. It's all computerization now, harmonics and no... Okay, so it looks like there's a spotty internet connection. I have full uh, signal yeah, here. Because as soon as you do that, all of a sudden, the information is going into other parts of the brain in a different way where critical analysis and, um, and reasonable conscious comprehension can be used so the knowledge can be creatively applied because programmed information is not applicable knowledge. And we need to get that applicable knowledge back, not only in our school systems and kids who've been affected, but the generations who've been affected, people who are affected by headline news and are, are following what they're being programmed with, with repetition on, on TV. Um, we need to expand our thinking beyond what we think we know and research further. I want everybody to research everything I have to say. I want them to research that further. I want them to research transfer their access denied. Time to heal. Do it. Research it all. Look further and exercise the brain to, um, to question everything. Because when we do that, then we gain even more insight and more knowledge and more free thought. With that free thought comes our, our strength, the spirit. And that's ultimately what we need today. Yeah, I love that you bring that out that, you know, as, as we face these, we'll just say trials or different, you know, <coughs> events that are happening in our society, our natural reaction is to have fear and, you know, fear to be scared, to feel intimidated, to feel like we have to comply in order to be good or considered, you know, part of the global system. And you know, people just naturally will go in that direction. Yet the, what you're clearly saying is there's a solution. We're not bound to have to, to be slaves and just to follow along, that we are free thinkers, that God has made each of us not only to be free thinkers, but to be able to come up with solutions to the problems. And, you know, I love that you use the you know, so solutions and spell it S O U L 
because really that's, you know, all those solutions come through that connection with the spirit world. And, you know, as we bring in the whole being of ourselves, that we are spiritual, but so physical, um, as we unify those things, you know, we have the ability to overcome. And so I love that you bring that out. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how much people take free thought for granted and it's sacred and we need to protect it because with, without free thought, we have, don't have our free will soul expression. Without that free will soul expression, we're not exuding our strength of spirit. We're not making a difference in the world. We're not living in harmony with life's purpose. Once we have our free thought and free will soul expression, it the miracles that happen in life are so amazing. They're so beautiful that the harmony, the flow, the synchronicities, the abilities that we have, our, our brains our minds, our physical bodies, our, we're so resilient with our, our, our spiritual resiliency. It's so amazing. It's like when, when I was being tortured, my spirit would take flight to a safe and loving space. It was like I was over oh, looking down on everything or something. So my spirit wasn't actually affected by that. Wow. The way my spirit was affected by it is I didn't have the ability to express it because I couldn't think to express it. I couldn't think to bring that in and stand for anything. I couldn't even think to protect my own daughter. I couldn't even think to stop the abuse. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So that just left my spirit in that safe, loving space. But the thing is they never possessed my spirit. They could never touch my spirit. They could only stop my expression of it. And they want it to stop the expression of it because that's what they fear the most. That's what they fear the most in society. That's what they fear the most from all of humanity is that strength of the human spirit because that's where we win. They lose. They're following an artificial intelligence program that is so linear and even as, as wicked and horrible as it is, it has no depth, it has no height, it has no wisdom. Like Mark always said, wisdom outthinks a criminal mind every time. And with our strength of spirit and our wisdom that comes with free thought, we are the ones, we're the majority, we're the ones who are in control. We can stop the horrible injustice. We can stop the human trafficking. We can stop the, the drug trafficking that's going on. The horrible injustices that, that are occurring that allow that are covering it up and, and allowing it. We can stand up against all of that with the strength of the human spirit, but we got to reclaim our free thought first. Personal we've sovereignty. Saying, we've been saying for a while on this program that if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would never want to think a bad thought again. <laughs> really, it's so it's so important. I, I'm so excited to um, to know how crucial that free thought is. I cherish it every single day. I celebrate it every single day that, that I have it. I never take it for granted. I never let my guard down on it. I always am staying consciously aware so that I can help share the information on mind control since knowledge is our defense against it. And then people are empowered to reclaim the strength of the human spirit. It's a beautiful thing that's happening. We do have a great awakening going on in, um, in, in our world, really. Humanity's waking yeah. up to realize that, that the new world order has been slowly implemented on us all. We've all been manipulated for a long time. And now with um, awareness having risen 2016, right up until elections were stolen, 2020, they were stolen because the new world order lost their grip and they were going to have to get a stronger grip on the minds of humanity. So here comes COVID. COVID is mind control masked as a virus. I know from experience how masks affect mind control. They're used heavily in MKUltra. They're used in cult and occult mind control. Masks are um, used by, in terrorism by terrorists. 
but they depersonalize and they also make a person feel like they have no voice. And that's intended to do that. And six feet away, six feet under, that's NLP subliminal. Um, you either comply and wear a mask or, or you're going to die six feet under. And so when people understand the components of mind control, how the subconscious is manipulated by such NLP as that, and realize that the masks are creating a depersonalization and limiting oxygen to the brain necessary for critical analysis. When we realize all that, it's easy to see why society caved in so strong to all the mandates that just destroyed so many lives and allowed for our cities to burn when it's a virus that has a 94% success rate to begin with. It's no worse than any other virus. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad virus. It really is a virus and it really was unleashed on humanity, but so was SARS and so were so many others during election years. But this particular one, you look at the national um, death rate, annual death rate, and it's gone down because people weren't traveling or, do, or you know, getting out of their houses and stuff. So it actually went down a little bit. It has not gone up. If it was really um, uh, uh, the pandemic that they claimed, we would have heightened death rates on an international global basis. We do not. No one does. They're all down. All the national death rates are down. The whole global death rate is down. So we need to be logical on that and just look at the numbers, do the research ourselves, but look at those statistics. But what has happened is people have been conditioned to be to follow what they're told to do, to comply, to uh, march to new world orders as three generations in the school system were conditioned to do with no critical analysis, no research, no looking into things on their own, relying on fact checkers who are just more of telling us what to do. And the controlled media telling us what to do with repetition over and over and over. You look at these this handful of criminals that is in control and um, and telling us what to do with not only COVID, but they, they'll put other words out there like impeach, impeach, impeach. Whether we believe it or not, whether it has any basis or not, the repetition of that word is going into the subconscious and affecting, the, affecting people that way. So when people are conditioned to just accept things at face value without the research, then that gives them total control. We've got to get back to establishing free thought being able to critically analyze and research, pick up a pen, start writing out the problem, write out the solution, start researching. It's a great way um, to, to get started on reclaiming personal and national sovereignty, but we need to get to doing it now because human trafficking is back to increasing. It's, it's absolutely horrible what's being done with child sex trafficking and child harvesting it's it's got to stop and it's up to us to stop it we cannot wait on big government to do it for us they're the ones who are perpetuating it it's up to each and every one of us to gather our strength of spirit through free thought and make that difference amen so because you've been involved at the highest levels kathy and you've just, you know, pinned government to being involved in this and the DOJ and the, the CIA, which we know is running Mockingbird Media. FBI. It's out there. The FBI yes. can't be trusted at this point in time. Just, just focusing on Congress and the Senate, and I know you're not going to have an exact number, but how many of them do you believe, like what percentage of them are actually involved in this? There's again, it's it'd be like um, a sliding scale of involvement. So many are blackmailed into it. Um, that's a, a, a major component that has to be considered in all of this. And then you get a few complicit in key places like um, like within our, our own Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's been deliberately stacked to cover up human trafficking and, and um, child harvesting. And it's it. We need to be aware of that. But in Congress itself, when um, I was on White House Pentagon level during the Reagan Bush administration, this is back in the 80s, it was accepted knowledge 
that elections were completely rigged through the electronic voting machines. They came in in the wake of the Kennedy assassination, again, when the New World Order gained so much control. They brought in the electronic voting machines, which were um, rigged from the get-go and were being used to place key people who were involved into positions of power within Congress. And people like my owner in MK Ultra Mind Control, U.S. Senator Robert C. Byrd would say, you know, good people don't think to look for this kind of criminal activity. And he was right that they, they don't think to look for it. And when it's censored under national security, which has kept it quiet and secret, it's allowed it to proliferate for a long, long time. People I knew in D.C. didn't worry about campaigning. They didn't worry about um, elections in any way whatsoever. And they knew they were going to be placed. They certainly weren't going to vote in any term limits for themselves because they were appointed to this position to usher in this new world order where uh, it's a slave society where we do all the work and a handful of big guys make all the money. And that's exactly what's happening. And these, these people in Congress then were acutely aware Anybody who's in office knows elections are rigged. It doesn't make them all bad. There are people in, on the inside in intelligence and in um, all agency. There's good and bad in everything. There's good people on the inside. People like Mark Phillips, who was on the inside in, of the highest levels of intelligence, who have eyes to see, ears to hear, and soul to know the truth of what's going on. Those people are usually ridiculed. They're usually um, taken down with um, some kind of perversion, diversion, blackmail setup. Um, they're exposed for who, who knows what else are, are ridiculed. Um, they're, now their voices are being silenced in Congress. They're being silenced by the media. Anybody who is standing up for the constitutional values of freedom and justice for all. So it's up to again, up to we the people to start taking a stand from local levels on up mm -hmm. and making sure that we have a clean sheriff. Sheriffs are our first line of defense against a corrupted federal um, overreach. Um, make sure that we have clean district attorneys, clean judges, pay attention on local levels, um, make pay attention on state levels, hold the state accountable for protecting states' rights against what's going on today and um, make sure that we clean up our election system. We're gonna have to do it ourselves because it's not, they're not gonna be cleaning it from Congress on down. They're already got a lifetime position just like the Supreme Court does. They are not interested in cleaning it up. It's up to us, it's yes. up to we the people. We have to start making that difference because the people in Congress today are there through rigged elections. In 2016, when, um, when the voice of the people was finally heard and we were able to get, get Trump in office at that particular time, they were relying on the electronic voting machines. Well, it was well known how they were rigged. I mean, I've, since I had that insight from 80s on a whole, how many other people knew? So eventually, you know, somebody had the information and used it used it for good and realized that if enough, enough people voted um, that we could override the, the algorithm. algorithm. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. So by 2020, they were livid because they, they lost control. So they had to come up with another way. And COVID worked perfectly for it. It allowed for the mail-in ballots. It allowed for everybody to shelter at home and hide behind their masks and not take a stand and do anything about what was going on with the uh, pervasiveness of corruption that, that took back over. But that, who knows what level of corruption there is in Congress, but some of them might turn if, if everything turn if we the people made our voices heard they might just follow us the way they're supposed to why are we following leaders that we didn't elect why are we following so-called self-appointed leaders that took that position it's up to us to lead when we the people lead leaders follow and it's time we 
we take that responsibility and start taking a stand and let make them work for us the way it's supposed to be. That's right. I, I totally agree with that. And I love that you're bringing that out, that we're not powerless and we need to not be afraid to stand up for what we know is true and what we believe. And as we take that authority that we've been given, you know, personally, and, and we encourage people in our communities that, you know, that's where it does start. You know, we take back that authority at a community level, then we take it back at a state level, then we take it back at the federal level, and we just say no more. You know, all these individuals in our government at all these levels were hired to serve us. And we're gonna take that leadership position so that they are serving us. It's, it's time we do that. And we even, we need to make a difference in our school system. We had the 1776 commission coming in that was going to restore truth in education and, and put our true history back in. And now all that's been changed at, at this point in time, but it's up to us. It's up to we, the people, it's up to us to make that difference. Anyway, we need to pay attention to what information is going into our, ch our children's brains. We need to pay attention to what's being done in the school systems and not allow a corrupted teachers union to assert their agenda of destroying identity, um, gender identity, even to just, destroy free thinking and put in this um, new world order agenda. It's up to us. We're the ones who need to take responsibility. We're the ones who have the schools right here in our own neighborhoods. We need to pay attention again, like the old parent teachers association, you know, where the parents went in and told the teachers, That's you know, right. we just need to get back to that. And, and, well, and, and we need to do it. it. We need to do it now because yes. let me tell you, there is no 2022. There is no That's 2024. Right. Um, right. We're going to go into the great tribulation if, you know, yes. right away, if we don't get active with this and God is calling his people to get active. So I believe it starts with the faith community getting out there and really banding together. Don't dispute against, you know, okay, I believe in this. You believe in that. Who cares? You believe in God. Get out there and start having a moral stance, and start getting involved. Look, we have the numbers, and if we collectively, if 10% of the people who want, you know, change, want the country back, get together, 10%, it will overwhelm them so desperately. And by the way, why not go to your sheriff and say, do you actually persecute people who break the law? Okay, let's walk into the governor's office because a lot of governors have been breaking the laws throughout this. Walk in there with your sheriff and demand him to arrest your governors. Start taking the head off the snake. Yeah, exactly. I have no That's passion it. about this topic. <laughs> I, I am too. And I'm, I'm so thrilled with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association and the the it, unity of information that's going on among them is just is so beautiful because they have so much authority and so much ability to stand for the people. But we need to pay attention to who our sheriff is and make sure that that counts, that he's going to protect our children, that he's going to protect our freedom. And um, it's, a, it's a good place to start. And then uh, make sure our judges are clean and just pay attention in our own communities and make that difference. And um, we definitely have the capacity and the strength to do it. We're, it won't take many of us because they are a small handful of criminals and we are by far the majority. We just simply need to stop following their orders. They only have as much power and as much money as we give them or allow them to steal. We, it's it's up to us and we have the power. We just need to start asserting it and realize that we don't have to have a media tell us that we're the majority to be that majority. We just simply need to start taking the responsibility and make that difference. And we got to take down the media as well. Yes. Yes. It has to go. Listen, they've yes. expanded Gitmo for a reason. And because I'm a person of compassion, uh, when all these people do go to Gitmo and they're headed there because you are getting involved, I just ask, and no, this is not a commercial, 
but they're supplied with my pillow. <laughs> inside a Gitmo. Yes, you know. that is beautiful. That is exactly the power that we the people have. We can make those decisions. We don't need the media to tell us what we can buy and not buy. We can support each other. I'm so excited. Like if, when, when the mask thing came on and everything, I've never worn a mask. I, I just, I know exactly what it is. I've never done it. And I just keep smiling. Nobody's ever um, approached me or, or, or given me any trouble in any way. I've never, um, I had one store not allow me in and, and it was um, a, a, a big, you know, giant one I don't need to go to anyway. So it was like, fine, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to shop locally because I can do that. It's my choice. So I, I shop locally and support you know, my local community that way, but I've, I've never worn the mask and people are so relieved to see somebody thinking free and smiling. You know, people miss that. We haven't got to see each other smile. We haven't got to get all those, those interesting facial expressions that we see from each other. We don't know if the person approaching us has a sneer or a smile on their face. We can't see behind that mask and that muffled voice. And, you know, so yeah, I, they can't, they can't arrest us all. What would happen if everybody took off their mask all at once and breathe free? You know, that's the way it should be. That's the way it needs to be on all levels. We need to just take that personal responsibility, realize we're the majority and make the change. That's right. We, we should start a movement from now on that, you know, that when you don't wear your mask, it represents the freedom of all the children that have to, you yeah. know, and oh, say, wow, I love that. I do too. Wear your mask, it represents a child that that you're standing up for. Yeah. Yeah. Because they tell us, you know, well, it, you got to wear a mask if you have any care for anybody. And it's like, um, I care, I care for them far more than that, you know, yeah. and, and to smile at a child. Um, it's been heartbreaking to see the fear in their eyes. We're messing up a generation big time between that and our education system, the violence on our streets, the injustice, the human trafficking that's so pervasive. Um, we got to start making a difference for the children's sake because um, our children have been targeted big time and we need to protect them. I think that's a beautiful thing to say. And I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll say that now, you know, if anybody... Can just go in and say, you know, I'm representing the voice of the children. Yeah. The children yeah. are, yep, yeah, freedom. I love it, Jesse. What a great I suggestion. Yeah. 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 The kids need hugs. They don't need social distancing. They need a hug. Yeah. So not only am I not wearing a mask, but I'm going to give you a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> Social discomfort. <laughs> yeah, I, the, yeah, the, the fear has got to stop because the fear is a control and the, it's, it's horrible what we've done to the children. It's horrible what we've allowed to be done to ourselves. So yeah, everyone's um, scared of time. people. He could, it could be a carrier. I don't know. We don't know. Come on. This is, that's the end of humanity. And that's really what they want. By the way, that's what their goal is, is the end of humanity. Uh, they do want to genocide you and me. We're not going to make the cut. Trust me. Uh, that's why it's, we're fighting for our lives. And yes, you need to get into the fight. Kathy, what an absolute pleasure it has been to have you on the program today. You're such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you're a truth teller. Uh, you have a loving spirit in you, and you just have brought so much to this program. Uh, I would love to invite you back. Would you be willing to come back sometime? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would love to get more into the nuts and bolts of it so our listeners can have the deep understanding of how it works. And I, and I just know the combination of you and Jesse is going to bring that out in particular. So thank you for watching Right On Radio. We've had the very famous Kathy O'Brien. Her website is trance-formation.com. Jesse's website is illuminatethedarkness.com. And of course, we have all we have links and stuff if you want to support the channel and, and Jesse or myself, uh, go to our course. It's all down below in the description box. Thank you for watching Right On Radio. 
Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.